Staying in Contact. I'm London Mitchell. Each week, we take a few minutes to chat with individuals who are working hard to improve the quality of life in our community. In this episode, we address the uncomfortable issue of child abuse and neglect. My guests are from Lucas County Children's Services, Donna Seed, Interim Director, and Shelby Cully, Chief Counsel. Last year, more than 1,400 children in Lucas County were confirmed to be victims of abuse or neglect. Children's Services is working to raise awareness of this issue and is putting the focus on prevention. That's absolutely correct. I think there is a fallacy that exists in the general public that we do knock on the door and it is always to create interruption in the family system and to remove children. But the truth is that we serve 46% of the children we were involved with last year in their own homes. And that means that we are always looking for efforts to make sure that we can keep families intact. That isn't always the case. And sometimes we do have to move to higher safety features, but we are going to make every attempt that we can to ensure that we can keep that child's family system and the child's well-being kept together as best as possible. And when we can't, that means the first place we're going to move is to a relative, a kin, or someone very familiar to that child. The key really is family that that's where the child can best be served? Absolutely. Um, as Donna said, if for some reason the child has to be removed for safety reasons, the first step is to look to family, family or close friends, someone the child is comfortable with and can help retain continuity for that child so that they are not removed from that family system. So we always look first to the family if a child would have to be removed. So let's assume there's crisis, child is given to an aunt for safety and security, but your involvement can't stop there. Absolutely not, no. In fact, we work with families both outside of court and in court, and our first goal is always to offer services that will help the family remedy any of the issues that they're facing at that time. So we will help them get into services, we'll help them uh, to work with if it would be substance abuse services or mental health services, domestic violence services, things that will help them come back as a family better and whole. And we also provide support, not only for the child's immediate family, but we provide support for that kinship provider as well. We are actually monitoring the child within their home. And the state of Ohio now has an entire program set in place, which is called the Kinship Guardianship Program. And it allows for them to receive financial support as well. So we're going to do everything we can to support both families. The one that is the current caretaker and the one that is the intact family. But what if there's a family member that uh, sees something going on? How do you start the conversation with uh, with the parents to say, hey, you know, you should you, you should try contacting children's services and 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 get some help. It sounds like an awfully hard discussion to start with a family member. How do you do that? 
We really try to educate the public because, you know, any one of us could be a family member. And that's the truth. Any one of us could experience these issues within our own family system. So we really try to educate the public that, you know, while we do have a role to play in keeping children safe in this community, and it's our primary mission to do that. But we also try to educate that we are here to support and help as well. That can look a number of different ways in this community. Sometimes calling us may not give you the outcome that you want, but it may be the outcome that is the best thing to support that family in that point of time with the situation that they're dealing with. And while the conversations are hard, they are needed and they often will result in a, as Donna said, in a um a more whole family at the end. So yes, it's hard to start that conversation, but it's a conversation worth having. And it does not always result in removal, but often results in a better outcome for that child. And there are there are instances where people are required to report suspected child abuse or neglect. Absolutely. Um, a lot of our professionals medical professionals, law enforcement professionals, attorneys, um, anyone working with children are often what we call mandatory reporters. So they do as part of their profession, if they suspect, and that only has to be a reasonable suspicion, they don't have to know for certain, but if they suspect child abuse is occurring, then all they have to do is make a phone call, report the information that they know, um, report the child's name, who the child's living with, and the information they have at the time. And then that allows us to determine, does that rise to a level of a needed intervention? Give me some, some parameters, uh, what, that, what that might look like for you. Well, we have several reasons that we find that we are more likely to get involved with families in our community. The most primary reason that we find we are involved are due to substance abuse issues within the family system that are creating a number of problems that impact the entire family's life. And so it may look like us helping someone access treatment services. It may look like us helping them find a safe place for their children to be while they need they do the work that they need to do to make sure that they can be safe parents again for the children in that situation. When we're involved with a child, we're going to walk the parents through any services that they would need, regardless of if it's substance abuse services, services for domestic violence issues, services for education and parenting assistance that will help them maybe deal with some of the issues and circumstances that they're facing within their home. And if the child is placed out of the home, we're going to help that caregiver, whether it's a kinship caregiver or a foster caregiver, work with the same issues that the child may be presenting with as well. We monitor those cases monthly, and we ensure that there's a worker in the home to help the family and to help the caregiver at the same time, if not multiple workers. In past interviews I've done with representatives from Children's Services, We've talked about the importance of a mother really knowing a man she invites in to take care of her children. We cannot emphasize enough 
the importance of knowing who is taking care of your child and everything you can possibly know about that caretaker, a boyfriend, a babysitter, a daycare center, whatever it is, know what you can and who you're leaving your child with. You know, there's all kinds of situations that we've dealt with where you, it's not really wise to know somebody for several weeks and invite them in to be the caretaker of your child with having full information or maybe some background on who that person is and what might happen in the home when you're not present. So always, always know the person that you are leaving your children with. As a parent, you are their greatest protector. And sometimes, though, it's it's hard. There's there are issues. I have to go to work. Uh, I have to have some transportation. You know, I don't dare jeopardize my job. I need that income. My back's against the wall. I have to have some child care. What do you say to that parent? You know, I think those are all very relevant and valid points because I think we have a lot of families that live on the edge of many insecurities with their basic needs in this community. I would say that first and foremost, begin to seek out resources that maybe can guide you to places that can provide assistance. We have 211 within this community. We have many prevention service agencies that are beginning to start up here in our community. And we ourselves will reference and resource you here at Children's Services to a place that maybe can provide that type of assistance as well. I know there aren't any easy or immediate answers for some families, but maybe one of those resources could actually suggest and help you develop support with a family member or another organization you're involved with. And that, another option is, too, when you are up against the wall and that is someone you are leaving your child with, have you talked to them about a plan if they get frustrated, if they are um, overwhelmed with the care of the child? You know, make sure even if um, you have to leave your child with someone that they have a resource that they can um, understand that they can leave the child in the crib. They can walk away and get help if they need to that um, or they have an auntie they can call or a grandma that they can call. So make a plan ahead of time for frustration if that occurs. I think we often market our community in terms of the Metro Parks and the zoo and the art museum, but we don't talk about how good our social service system is. And if a family wants to relocate somewhere, they need to know that someone's got their back. You know, I'd, I'd like to give a plug here for a new service that has been started in the state of Ohio and just recently has been started in Lucas County called Care Portal. And this is a service that engages the faith-based community to support and serve families. And they have been very instrumental in helping some of our families with resource issues that we maybe have not been able to meet. What happens in this service is there is an outreach to church organizations working through Care Portal, and that entire religious or faith-based community may be able to wrap around a family providing support systems that professional agencies may not have or be able to provide, but faith-based communities can and do. 
And so that's another service that's going to be in this community for families, particularly those living with a lot of insecurities and basic need. We also have a resource list and we are creating um, a black and brown uh, service provider list for our minority families so that they can be linked with service providers that meet their needs and understand um, maybe the cultural sensitivity that they need when coming to a service provider. So we are working to um, make sure that we meet all of our families' needs and that we have services in this community. We are service provider strong. We have a lot of grassroots service providers as well as large service providers that can meet whatever needs the family has. I'm London Mitchell. My guests are from Lucas County Children's Services, Donna Seed, Interim Director, and Shelby Cully, Chief Counsel. On April 27th, Lucas County Children's Services will stage its annual Child Memorial to remember 17 children lost since the memorial last year. Eight were victims of abuse or neglect. Nine were victims of gun violence. This is Child Abuse Prevention Month, and we'll continue our discussion about this very important issue next week as we continue staying in contact.